This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. After all, they're just wrestling, right? Woo! We'll break your bones! We'll grind you in your belly! We'll turn your faces off! It's time to take out the trash on Turnbuckle Trash. Pro wrestling from a fan's perspective. Without further ado, allow me to present the newest sensation of the entertainment world. Zane Peterson. Well, he's doing really, really well blocking those punches with his face. Dave Denton. A mindless eating machine. Ready, master control? Ready, switch on. This is Turnbuckle Trash. I'm taking the trash out. Here we are once again, term buckle trash. I'm Dave Denton, and I am joined by the two crazies. We are a, a, a triple threat tonight because we have from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Mr. Chris Evans. How you doing, Chris? Well, it is a nice, cold, brisk night here in Winston-Salem. Everyone is inside and watching whatever, maybe football or something like that. But I'm out here having a great time with both of my favorite two characters, on Turnbuckle Trash. How you guys doing? Doing great. Now, nice in Manti, Utah, and, and Chris thinks it's cold in North Carolina, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a wet cold there. Yeah, it's a wet cold. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very damp cold. It gets into your bones. Oh, well, you know, you know at, least, at least in Utah, it's a dry cold. It's dry. Have you ever had anything good that's dry? You're like, oh, man, I... Pulled my steak off the grill, and it was so dry. Oh, like, like, why would you ever? Why would you ever think that that's a good thing to have something dry? Well, wait, wait a minute, toast is dry. And remember from the yeah, and that's why you got to put a gallon of butter on it to moisten it up. But yeah. remember the the Blues Brothers. Jake always wanted to have dry white toast. Very true. And Elwood wanted to have uh, one fried chicken. Yeah, well, I, that's, be in the mood for that. Uh, yeah, be in the mood for and some that. people would say a dry martini shaken, not stirred. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm having not, that right now. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yeah, Chris, don't don't mistake in your Steve Weisers for that, buddy. Well, I've had some of Stone Cold's uh, beers, and let me tell you something: they will knock you down very, very fast. <laughs> mm. You gotta have, it'll put some hair on your chest. I know that. My gosh. A nice IPA. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, <laughs> yes, of Chris with hair on his chest, and I'm just about to lose my dinner here. Don't have that. Don't don't have that mental image. You'll burn your yeah. Well, guys, we are back once again with Turnbuckle Tribe. Mm. We're back, and guess who else is back? Who is back? Look in my eyes. What do you see? I'm the cult of personality. Yes. It is that guy, CM Punk. What do you guys think about CM Punk now working for Fox? Wait a minute. Did you just say no? No. What? That's sellout. That's sellout. That's sellout. Okay. (laughs) I, I think you got something to say about this, my man. I, I just, I just, I don't know what to say about it. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah, he's back. Got to play a little in living color for you guys. You know, every time on my radio show I play that song, I always mention CM Punk. So yeah, uh, 
So what? He wants to make a little money, dude. I have no problem with that. I have absolutely no problem with that. Did you guys see? But he's a well, he said he never worked for WWE again. Now but the... he's not working for WWE. He's working for Fox. But Chris, you're missing my point. What you're point setting all the fanboys out there, Chris. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you guys see the the YouTube video when uh, it was kind of the lead up to that portion of uh, CM Punk coming on to the uh, the WWE stage for the first time at the Fox backstage thing? They oh, hid yeah, that I saw from it. yeah they they hid that from everybody else except for Renee Young. I think Renee knew what was coming up because she had to introduce. But uh, it was kind of a cool little video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It was. I thought it was fine. I don't know. Good for him, I guess, right? I mean, the man making money. And, you know, his technicality is he's not working for the WWE. But you know he's going to get back in in some kind of storyline really quick. You know he will. Vince will convince him of something. And uh, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Kind of like Arnold in the new Terminator. (laughs) Old, not obsolete. Well, I think he's old. I'm old. He is old. Hey, um. Quickly, honestly, I, I want an honest opinion. Were you surprised that he came back in the role he came in instead of as a competitor at this time? No, mm-hmm. I wasn't. I wasn't a bit surprised. I don't care what he does. Well, I really can care less. Like if, if CM Punk wants to come back and wrestle, good for him. If CM Punk wants to come come back on commentary, I don't really care. Like. Who cares? Evidently, a right? lot of a lot of the fanboys out there really care because social media. Oh, he was being called every name in the book, and then there were people that were happy he's back, wanting to know when he's going back in the ring. Other people saying you're a sellout. You know, give me a break, right? Yeah, well, exactly. The way I see it is, look, the man's making money. His UFC career didn't go anywhere. It's time for him to do something besides just sit back and, and be on Twitter all the time and twattering everybody and telling them what their life needs to be. And he's back doing what he likes to do. And if he gets back in the ring, congratulations. Make your money and, and, and go on with your life. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, I guess he could, huh? Mm-hmm. Or, we could just, or we could just complain about everything good that's happening in wrestling right now. Mm. Mm, that sounds well, like a subject coming up here, doesn't it, Chris? It does. <laughs> well, let's all sit back. Let's all sit back and light our pipes and and listen to the philosopher Zane as he reads to us about his problems that he has. Go ahead, Zane. Talk about this thing for a minute, Chris. I I want to get your opinions on some things, buddy. Okay. Dave and I have talked since the last pod of you few weeks ago mm-hmm. that so many like I don't understand man I don't understand like you you watch AEW right you, when you can you, you've taught a few haven't you or I've taught a few I got, well I, I you know I, I go through the shows on YouTube I really don't I don't have time to really watch it that much but I see on you know, like on YouTube I catch the you know the promos and everything so go ahead yes so let me let me give you an example of something okay okay you know what we need in wrestling nowadays, Chris? Mm-hmm. We need more. We need more violence. We need more blood. 
We need more violence, man. We we need ECW back. We need more violence, man. So here comes AEW. They step up to the plate. And they have John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a pretty hardcore match. You know, some blood, some barbed wire bats, some chains. <laughs> you know, and uh, oh my gosh, Chris, did you see that match? There was blood. There was violence. It was too violent. It was too bloody. Mm-hmm. We need less blood. We need less violence. Oh, but yeah. but we need it to be more like ECW, man. <laughs> well, let me get y'all's two opinion real quick. I'll start with Uncle David here. Did you? Uh, what did you think of the match between John Moxley and and Kenny Olivier? <laughs> Olivier. Uh, well, I I watched it. I thought it was a hardcore match. Now, I am not a huge hardcore uh, wrestling fan, but I watched mm-hmm. it, and I'd seen worse, to be honest with you. I saw it on Lucha Underground. Uh, Killshot and Dante Fox uh, had a hardcore match. It was one of the bloodiest things I had ever seen in my entire life, uh, but that one had a, a probably a better storyline than Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega. <laughs> but still, I, I mean... For a hardcore match, I thought it was fine. Okay, Zane, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, tell me what Ooh, you thought of yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind hardcore stuff. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like, I, I, I'm kind of along with Dave on some of those things. Like, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I, I mean, some of my favorite matches are just good old fashioned slobber knockers, good old fashioned barn burners, a good wrestling match. You know, just. I don't. I don't need a lot of stipulations. I don't need a lot of stuff like that to be entertained. I just want to see a good match. But hey, you know what? You bring a few trash cans in and some barbed wire bats and and knock some guys around and bloody some dudes up. More power to you, man. Well, my take on it was it was too hardcore for me. And I, I, mean, I love hardcore wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I love the death matches in uh, New Japan between Tic Tac and Jack and Terry Funk. I was just watching that before we got onto the podcast. But to me, having a broom wrapped in barbed wire, and he is, the, and Kenny Omega is the cleaner, mm-hmm. and him breaking it across John Moxley's back, I just it was okay. But when is too much? Too much. When is it too much? I mean, these guys are really putting their bodies on the line, and they're doing it for entertainment purpose, and they're doing it basically for nothing. Um, yeah, they got paid a good load of money, and I saw both the guys' backs and everything, but like Jim Cornette said on his podcast, it meant this match meant nothing. But it just it, it was these people that love these hardcore matches, and it was okay to me. I liked it. But I don't know, guys. I'm... ECW's dead. The hardcore the hardcore matches are dead now. It's not hardcore anymore. When when does falling on glass knock you down? If I fell on glass, I'm going to get up even madder, even more mad. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. I don't. But get it, it looks cool. Yeah, it looked cool, all right. And I'd hate to be the one that had to be slammed that way, mm-hmm. picking glass out of my back. No. Uh-uh. But I think but the I think the okay. I think the point is that for the past two years, or maybe maybe just take it the last year, 
Uh, social uh-huh. media has been just inundated with people. And Chris, I'm going to say even you on this podcast have, have talked about bringing more blood back, you know, cracking somebody's yes. head open and things you like that. Correct. And then when yes. we have one that is pretty hardcore, I mean, I and like I said, I've seen worse on Lucha Underground, but yes. now they're being criticized because it was too much. When is when will the wrestling fan be sedated and not want to criticize everything that happens in a match and in a promotion? I think that's Never. the point, isn't it, Zane? Yeah, the point is 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 I mean, it's like week after week after week. It's like, oh, AEW down in the ratings. Oh, look at their look at look at this picture of this arena. They're not getting near the near the fans that they need to. And it's like, how do you know when that picture was taken? Yeah, that picture yeah. could have been taken yeah. at at two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, come on. I, I, and so what? So what if 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 this Monday? They only got 5,000 fans. Maybe next, you know, a lot of times they'll, I mean, it's not about the live shows and stuff. It's more about pay-per-view attendance. And what's Dave always talk about? Oh, oh, Dave, what is that you, uh, what pays the bills in, in radio, Dave? Yeah, well, it's advertising. Oh, advertising is that really money. what it is? Yeah, they don't oh, make I that much. I, Oh, really? Yeah. No, tend to ask every professional wrestling fan out there in the world. And that's because they are naive wrestling fans. It's all oh. about advertising money. And that's all. I mean, that's what, because, I mean, us paying anywhere $50, $60 for a ticket, which is about the going right now, you can get up to $100, $150. When you have 5,000 people, yeah, that's quite a few. And then you sell a few concessions. Yeah, you make a little money on that. But where the big bucks is, is when they have Nike running commercials or they have McDonald's running commercials or even Sonic running commercials in the middle of their program and they get paid the big bucks for that. That's where the money's Mm -hmm. at. The only thing that I have a problem is there's too many uh, there's too many critics out there on social media that they think they know everything and they're experts and they act like they run this company and they run that company and they don't, they couldn't scratch their, they don't know whether to wind their butt or scratch their watch. They have no idea what to do. Um, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. I've already said this on the podcast before. I'm, I'm sick of it. I've already been in my battles with these people and I'm tired of it. Uh, you guys can mess with them all you want. I'm done with them. I can't take it no more. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Every time I get on social media, oh my gosh, this was too much, or oh my gosh, this wasn't enough. Which one do you want? Which one? Mm -hmm. Please just choose something. One of these things doesn't belong here. Do something. Choose. If you don't like it, do it all. It's like, I think Dave's talked about this before. It's like, it it just gives people, like, I. Who was it, Dave, that said that social media has given everybody a platform that we don't even care about. It's like, you know, it's given them a voice to, to voice their opinion. And it's like, Oh my gosh. And then some you people know. are just, they're, they're just trolls. I mean, on real wrestling, mm-hmm. I think it's real wrestling, Facebook page. There's a, a oh, dude Lord. on there. Uh, I think he, does he call himself the saint or something like that? 
Yeah, uh, and he's always people. doing the most asinine, stupid post, and all he's trying to do is to get people to argue with him. And mm-hmm. I, I, at one time, he was uh, he put something up. Uh, said, I aim from where it was. I said, uh, he said, prove me wrong about some wrestler. And I said, prove mm-hmm. you're right. And he didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't answer him back. He just, well, that was a stupid answer. And I'm like, well, that's a stupid post, you know? So, uh, yeah, like, you know, like, a lot of people like, out there. The games went stupid prizes, idiot. Uh-huh. You know? Well, uh, then there was another guy who posted uh, something that it was wrestling, but it was also political. And I oh, put Jesus. in, and I'm not going to go into what it was, but I yeah. just put in there, this was possibly the, the dumbest post, the, wins the award for the dumbest post of the year. And then this person didn't like my response to him. And he says, well, that wins the award for the stupidest response of the year. So I got back on and I said, I'd like to accept this award on behalf of my parents who brought me into this world. And for all the wrestling fans out there who really don't care what you say, thank you so much. And he never said yeah, another word. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess it's our fault too for for getting on there and reading the comments. You yeah. know, I mean, I, I kind of. I mean, my whole thing it was like when social media was invented. You know, ten whatever when we all started getting into it ten or twelve years ago or whatever. It was fun to see. Oh, I haven't seen this guy in a while. Oh, what's he up to? Oh, that's a beautiful picture of the mountains. Yeah. Oh, oh there's Dave, my old wrestling buddy. Yeah. Oh, look, he's a decent. He's at UCW Zero this weekend. How cool. Oh, cool, yeah. Now it's like it just becomes a place to bitch about life and whatever your problems are. Oh, it's isn't like, that the oh truth? Oh, my gosh. Well, if you, so, remember, if you can remember, like on the last podcast of me giving uh, that one guy, the promoter of that one uh, Alliance Championship Wrestling, and then he he was bad-mouthing me, and I bad-mouthed him back, and I said, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of talking to you, sir, you're you're about as useless as a as tits on a boar hog. I'm sorry. I gotta let you go and have a good life. And I hope all your wrestlers lose their job. Bye. Click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, I mean, I don't care no more about uh, arguing with anybody on social media because here's the thing, guys. You can't win. No, you can't. It, it doesn't yeah. matter. You can't win it, because they're right, mm-hmm. and you're wrong, and that's the way it is. And let them have a hot pocket and tell their mom to give them a juice box, so they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be fine, huh? Yeah. yeah so, hey, let's let's talk about something more uh, uplifting, more awesomer. Is that yeah, even okay, a word? Cool. Is awesomer even awesome. a word? Well, we'll make it a word. It's officially a word. Awesomer is now officially okay, a word. Awesomer. We'll put that in the we'll put that in the dictionary. Um, so a couple <laughs> things I I listened to the bus of one of the uh, the busted open radio. Um, with Bully Ray and uh, Dave LaGreca this week, and what a great episode it was, and they had so much to cover. And one thing that they brought up the point of, uh, Dave and Chris, you guys talk about this, is um, – well, I'll ask you guys a question, and then I'll lead into what, we're, what I want to talk about. Is who are the current heels in wrestling right now? Dang, that's a good question. That is a good question. And, and and okay, so let me let me let me ask you another question, Dave. Since you're the my old Memphis man, my old my my ah the wise Dave the wise Doctor Wise, 
We have to climb up to the what? mountain and ask him questions. Now. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah, Dave, he's the one that sits up on the mountaintop that Chris and Zane have to travel miles and miles and miles and fight through storms to get. To kind of like Batman did cold. in the first one, right? Christian Bale, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's you, Dave. I am the Raja Ghoul. I'm the Raja Ghoul of this podcast, yes. Please, please, please teach us, please teach us, sir. Yes. <laughs> please teach us. So, Dave, I want to talk about something. You know, um, you you brought this up a lot of times too. Like um, back in the day of, uh, I mean, people in heels and wrestling. Uh, I mean, they were getting their tires slashed in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. They were getting beer bottles thrown at them walking into the events. I mean, people were wanting to fight them in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they people hated them so bad where's why is it even what what happened to that where is it it's the death of kayfabe now you still have some people out there that will do stupid things like somebody threw a beer at mjf after he turned on cody i mean that's 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 documented and you'll have some uh you know you'll have some people that uh maybe have had a few money of the uh I call them, I call it Budweiser courage uh, that you. will may, will jump over the jump over the guardrail and things like that. But you you don't have as much as many of the fans out there that don't realize what that this is a, a story that this is storyline. And I wish I could remember who I talked to uh, just the other day, and we were talking about wrestling, and they said, you know, I haven't watched it in years, but I started watching it again uh because i know who it was benji wood benji woods who uh does our um our intros and outros for us he's working out a radio station in fargo north dakota and i was talking to him the other day and we were talking about the podcast and he i said well have you started watching wrestling yet he says well yeah i've been watching a few things that a friend has turned me on to and he says man the stories are great aren't they and i'm going he told you it was storyline, and so he's starting to become a fan. But with the death of kayfabe, you don't have as many people out there that are out there saying, "Damn, uh, damn, uh, them." I'll, I'll just take you back to when I was in Paducah, Kentucky, the home of Ricochet. I was there back in the, I want to say it was the late seventies. It was actually the hunt, the honeymoon night of Christopher's parents. To believe it or not. Uh, oh, they, Lord. they had just, they had just gotten married and, uh, Christopher's uncle Randall and I left the wedding reception because we wanted to go see Metropolis, Illinois, which is right across the street, right across the river that is from Paducah, Kentucky. And as we're going through now, remember this is in the height of the CB era and we're listening to the CB trying to get directions how we can get to the bridge to go over the river to Metropolis, Illinois. And there were two old ladies on there. And I will quote, and it's not politically correct, okay? They said, I was watching that wrestling today, and I can't stand them old Germans on there. I wish Jared Lawler would just poke their eyes out. That was kayfabe. <laughs> Right? We don't have that kind of stuff anymore. And that's why we don't have real heels. And I mean that's a true story. It was it was the night that Christopher's 
mother and father got married. I remember it very vividly. So I guess my point of all this is back to the question, so who are the heels in wrestling right now? We've yeah. talked about this so much that it's almost like beating a dead horse, but I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up to get to a point. Okay. Um, you know, like, the Miz was kind of a bad guy. Kind of. I mean, everybody didn't like the Miz because he was cocky and he was arrogant. And I mean, there's a – like, if you were to turn on television right now and and you were flipping through NWA and you were flipping through WWE and you were flipping through AEW and so on and so forth, and you and you stopped and you said, that guy is an asshole, and I hate him. I hope – I don't care who comes out of that curtain, but I hope that they shut him up, and I hope that uh, – I don't care. I don't care if it's even a female. <laughs> I don't care if Tony Schiavone takes off his headset and walks up to the ring and slaps him in the mouth, but somebody needs to shut that guy up. I would say I would say the one, and I was I actually uh, I was thinking about this very thing. Zane was right before the last AEW pay per view full gear. I was watching the program the we the the going home show, and they had MJF on there, and he was backstage with Cody, and I was going that kid does not need to be a face, and then they turned him heel. And if you guys have seen the promo that MJF uh, cut with Chris Jericho, that was a great heel promo on AEW this past week. It was. Now, Christopher, let me, before we even start talking, I want you to know I'm a big fan, buddy. I mean, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore professional wrestling, I'm sure you'd be in, like, my third and fourth installment. And that's big. That's big. But I heard from a little birdie, Christopher, that you wanted me to join the inner circle. It's kind of interesting that you say that, Maxwell, because I heard from a little birdie that you wanted to join the inner circle. Christopher, I'm starting to think that you want me to join the inner circle. Maxwell, I'm starting to think that you want to join the I'm inner circle. I'm starting to think that you want me in the inner circle. Is you, that what you're getting at? Do you want to join the inner circle? Yeah, we're getting repetitive now. We're getting repetitive now. Listen, crisscross applesauce, I'm sure you'd really love me to join your little inner circle, jerk. Sorry, sorry. Freudian slip. Freudian slip, buddy. All respect to the champion. Sorry. Let me take a step back. Christopher, I heard you like to partake in, well, a little bit of the bubbly. But I'm starting to think just like all of these inbred, white trash, redneck kicks, you might enjoy drinking a little too much. Because for you to assume that I, MJF, the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling, needs you? That's just a little odd. Well, let me tell you this, uh, Maxwell Seasell, Seasell by the seashore. It's funny because I think that you might want to be a little bit like Chris Jericho. Is that true? Hmm. 
Think about it, think about it. We're both from Long Island. Both have three-letter nicknames. Both love scarves, funny guys, crushingly handsome. It's almost like your parents got horny while they were watching me beat up Juventud Guerrera 25 years ago on WCW Saturday night. And nine months later, your little twerp ass popped out. I have to laugh. Point being is this, I can understand why you'd want to be in the inner circle, because just being in the ring with Chris Jericho puts you on a higher level, doesn't it, Max? So let me ask you once again, do you want to be in the inner circle? I don't know, Christopher. Do you want me to be in the inner circle? I don't know. Do you want to be in the inner circle? I don't know. Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? Do you want to be in the inner circle, Do you Max? want me to be in the inner circle? Do you first. want to be in the inner I circle? Asked you first. Do, do you, you want to be in the inner circle? I'm gonna say this one more time. Do you want to be in the inner circle? Do you want me to be in the inner circle, Chris? All right, you know what? You know who the biggest jackass is in oh, AEW? Oh, I know. I know who the biggest jackass in AEW oh, yeah. is. Do you I'm gonna say know? it right now. I'm gonna say I'm gonna, it. Say it. Do you first. want to know who the biggest jackass is? I'm gonna say We're it first. Gonna say I'm it. gonna I'm say, gonna say it. it. Cody Rose! <laughs> oh, they're so funny. Oh. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. It was one of the best heel promos and I'd say MJF is probably the the one character right now that when I when I see him, I want somebody to just shut his mouth. <laughs> and that's precisely what Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray were talking about was yeah. how they, how much they hate MJF. Uh-huh. And really you know, and it's like, you know, and they've talked many times too. And we've talked to about about like Baron Corbin. Is it heel heat or is it go away heat? Go away. You know, some of these guys, go away heat. Well, you know. And I mean, uh, I guess I guess there's, there's there's one person right now in all the promotions that you just hate. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. And he's only 23 years old. So think of how much more we got of this kid. <laughs> but does he remind you of the Miz when the Miz was? Uh, had so much heat going on him. Remember that little uh, yeah, girl, the 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 Miz, the Miz girl when he won the championship. That little girl that was just so mad and angry in the crowd, and oh, that's yeah. what MJF does. I, I think I uh, I mean I am a I am a fan, but I sure wish somebody would just shut his mouth, you know. And Uncle David can say this too because back in the day in kayfabe in, in, in memphis i mean lawler had to keep a revolver in his bag when he turned when he was heel all the time mm-hmm. he had to keep a starter pistol but it, it was a starter pistol it wasn't a real you know a real gun and he when he would go out and get to his car and, and the fans were coming after him he'd have to grab that starter pistol and fire it three or four times up in the air just to get into his car right um uh, bill dundee he kept a blade in his bag right um, and he went after the Macho Man after uh, one time because Randy Savage went after him. Yeah, wasn't that and at a that, Waffle House or something like that? <laughs> no, that was at that. No, Randy Savage went after a Waffle House employee. Oh, okay. Here's the thing, guys. MJF is the best heel in the business now. He is. Just that 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 face, that look, that smile, that little smirk he gives. Doesn't he remind you of Mr. Perfect just a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, I never thought of that, but he yeah, Mr. Like Mr. Perfect, Perfect. is telling you that was just arrogant and smug, and you know, yes. a lot of people talk about Kurt Hennig that he was the reason why he was that way was because he was that good. Mm-hmm. But he MJF, had every right to be. Mm-hmm. It, how old is MJF? Twenty-three. 
okay, he's still got a lot of years ahead of him. He will be the next, and I'm, I, if I'm wrong, please tell me, guys. He's going to probably be the next Ric Flair. He'll be the next yeah, Ric Flair. That's a because good, he's got that. I would hair. Agree. He he's going to be the 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 Rolex wearing, the shoes, the, the clothes, the the scarf, and he is he's just got this arrogance about him. And if they're if they're smart, they'll put that belt around his way. He'll he'll turn on Jericho as well. And he'll get the belt, and they'll let him keep it for a year or two. That's how you build a a heel heat right there. But we don't know what kayfabe is. Kayfabe died, and Uncle get Uncle David, tell me if I'm wrong or not. Kayfabe died back in, I'd say, right after the Attitude Era. Well, really, when kayfabe died was when uh, the uh, Vince McMahon was called before Congress to talk about steroid use. And he admitted that uh, that that was all storyline. Then there was also the time when uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik, who had just battled a bloody mess at each other, were caught with marijuana and other drugs uh, going down the highway together and both arrested. I think it was in Louisiana. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and there was a time, honestly, guys, if you remember Cowboy Bill Watts, he was a promoter. He would absolutely. He would find these guys if they traveled together. The faces, he would. He would find them if they were seen together anywhere, even mm-hmm. walking into the arena together. He would yeah. find them because he thought kayfabe was so important to his promotion. And we've lost that. And if you will remember, a few years ago, uh, when I was on the panel discussion at Comic Con in Salt Lake City with Marty the Moth Martinez. Uh, one of the questions I asked him on the panel was, how difficult is it to have all this heel heat and then uh, interact with the, the fans like you do? And he said it was so hard because now when he's a heel, uh, people are cheering him because he's such a good heel. And he goes out mm-hmm. to sell merchandise and they come up talking to him, talking about what a great heel he is. And so that's the death mm-hmm. of kayfabe. And it... For good or bad, we we can't go back. That's what uh, it was so funny. Bully Ray and 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 Dave LaGreca were talking about. They said that that uh, they said you know he, Dave LaGreca says I hate MGF so bad. He says I wouldn't buy one of his T-shirts. He says I mean like that's how much I hate the guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it was just funny because it's like you know where where has that gone? That the fact that you that, and it's like you hate the person that you won't buy their t-shirts. It's like, you know, I have a Miz t-shirt because I love the Miz. Yeah. And I love to see how he gets under people's skin. And I'm like, huh, you know, <laughs> I guess I've failed in the world of kayfabe, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, k- k- there, there's just no kayfabe anymore. I mean, back in Memphis when they had a funeral for a wrestler, and I think, uh, oh, Lance said something on Jim's podcast before Lance had passed away that they had a funeral going on in Memphis and the owner pushed one of the heels. What are you doing here? Get out of here. You ain't supposed to be here. He wanted to be to the funeral. They kicked him out out of the funeral. Right. You're not supposed to be here. Get out of here. We don't want you. So that's why kayfabe is so good. But maybe they ought to do like Austin Idol said. Maybe the kayfabe cocktail would help everybody out, but I doubt that would work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so. uh, boy, I was that was that was a good discussion. But I would say that another wrestler that's in the WWE, if they worked him right now, especially, 
if they turned him heel, would be Seth Rollins because he can do that little smirky type stuff. And he's yeah. been been a face for so long. And now if he would turn, they would let him turn. Uh, he could do that smarky, uh, really smart alecky stuff. He does it very well when he when he turned heel on Plan B. Remember that from the day after WrestleMania. Uh, so uh, he could do it, but will they let him now? I think it's coming up. Yeah, could be. I think it's I think it's coming up. He's going to join the NXT. So I really do. Dave, I think he, I think he's going to turn heel. Do you have a mind reading device on your computer? Because you just uh, you could have done that more perfectly. You just walked right into the next segment that I wanted to talk about. Who walked into it? Did, did, I, did, did I step into it or did Chris step into it? No, you did. This is amazingly perfect. This, this is an example of, a, of, of three people who love the business so much that they can read each other's lines and record yeah. a podcast and, and without a script and and – it's like it, we're like the AEW of podcasts. Like, we don't need a script. We don't need a so, script. We don't need prescripted promos because we have Chris. He can <laughs> he can pull it right out of his ass or something. I don't know where he gets it from. Well, he gets it out of someplace <laughs> in the backside. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I I can make a promo real quick. Just give me about a few seconds, and it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, a few ta- a few Taco Bell tacos and a couple of burritos, and here we go. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and this was something that I really – the two subjects I really wanted to talk about this week was was the heels. And the next one is something um, that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've seen some you – know, uh, it kind of reminded me of it when you told me you were going to the new John Cena movie the other day. And mm-hmm. I want to know who who is the face? of the company right now who is the face of the wwe like you know it used to be it was stone cold and then it was the rock and then it was john cena you know you go way back in the day before that you know obviously hulk hogan was the man for a long time and mm-hmm. and had so many people that could carry the torch but i i think that's one of the reasons why i am i don't know i wouldn't say i'm losing interest i just don't follow wwe as closely i because I, I love things like NWA and Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and some of these smaller promotions right now. Right. Because, I don't know. But my, my, my question is, is I guess it's kind of because WWE has so much stuff going on right now that I can't keep it straight. And it's like they, they push certain people that I don't – it's like Seth Rollins is kind of – they're trying to make him like the big man right now, the man on top, the man that you know is in charge. And and two years ago it was Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns was like the man behind the curtain, you know, that nobody could touch. And and it's like, but it, but to me it's not working. It's not working, and and I don't know why. So pull your mind reading device the device out, Dave, and your crystal ball, and tell us why. Well, uh, Chris, I'll, I'll go ahead and take this one a little bit. I think in the in the WWE, you've got three promotions, basically. You know, they're going ready for Survivor Series, and I've really liked the build-up to this Survivor Series. The face of the WWE right now, to me, is Becky Lynch. 
But are they really using her properly as the face? Everybody knows Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. They know Becky Lynch, and if Ronda Rousey decides to come back, uh, and I think she will eventually when she's through fi- filming this uh, this TV show she's on on Fox. But Becky had got all this publicity, and then it just kind of died. And I think she could still grab that because, face it, the women's wrestling movement in WWE is far superior to everyone else. I mean, AEW's women's division, to me, is pathetic. I mean, NWA's is better. You know, that's that's what well, I got to say. I don't like the AEW if women. I may, if I may interrupt real quick, that's uh-huh. because AEW doesn't. They have men dressed up as women <laughs> pretending true. to be wrestlers. That's oh, not politically correct. That's now. not politically correct. <laughs> Let's be kind to one another and inclusive. Uh, who cares? You know? <laughs> what about the boys have a pizza girl out of vagina? <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. I'm going to be completely politically incorrect. I'm an equal opportunity offender here, you know? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But really, I mean, their women's wrestling is far superior, and I think if they pushed it right, it could be as popular or next to as popular as as most of the guys. Then you've got The Fiend, and The Fiend got all kinds of publicity, and then they didn't really work him right. I don't think they worked him right because of Brock Lesnar, because they always think Brock Lesnar is the face. Well, there are a lot of people out there who could care less about Brock Lesnar, and that's me. So I think as far as that goes, they could do a lot with Becky. They could do a lot with The Fiend. And then they could also do a lot more with Roman. And I think Roman right now is who they are saying is the face of their company. That's in the WWE. And Cody and uh, Chris are the, the faces, along with the Young Bucks, for All Elite. And then you've got Nick Aldis in the NWA. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. Nick, yeah. Nick is and, the face. And right behind him here comes Eli Drake, man. Eli he's, he's Drake. Fast, man. He's yeah. fun and fast. I love Eli Drake. I've been an Eli Drake fan for years. So. To be honest with you, somebody has to grab it. Somebody has to grab the attention of the audience out there and to become bigger than life. And that's what Becky was getting to be. And then it kind of died down a little bit. And I think they might have missed the mark on Becky Lynch just a little bit on that. Because after Becky had her face broken, you know, by Nia Jax, it was everywhere. Everywhere. And she was doing commercials. She was doing interviews. She was on ESPN. I think she was in ESPN, the magazine. But then it just kind of, huh. So. Yeah, well. Somebody has got to grab it, and I think she tried, but she didn't have the proper support. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll agree. But why? I don't understand. Like, why? I mean, if 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 you're, I guess it's Vince. We don't know why, do we? No. I was going to go on a rant, but it's like in the end, it's just like we don't we don't have the keys to the Ferrari, so <laughs> but we ain't also, driving the company, are we? Also, you've got to have people wanting them like if somebody would have grabbed Becky Lynch right away and put her into a mainstream movie you know said hey why don't you come and be in this movie with us even in a a, a, in a supporting role maybe a Fast and the Furious movie or some sort of action movie 
and let her be in that movie and get a little bit more mainstream coverage or bring her on to a sitcom on Fox or on ABC or NBC and let her be a guest starring role uh, like, like they did with Hulk Hogan, like they did with The Rock, you know. And then Stone Cold did some of that too. You got to have the outside people clamoring to get to the Hulk Hogan's mm-hmm. and the Ric Flair's and to the Stone Cold's, wanting them to be a part of their product. And I think that's probably, and you know, like you said, maybe Vince has the, the reins on too tight. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Rock said a lot about that stuff in, in his, you know, when he went on the Jericho podcast and stuff is, and that's what he got so sick and tired of. And, and, you know, Mox, he said, was it, uh, at um, uh, All Out when he, uh, um, I know it was Double or Nothing, wasn't it, when he showed up at Double or Nothing? Mm-hmm. Right, Dave? Uh, I think so, yeah. And, and he showed up at the very end, and it was like, and he said, he said, have, uh, he told them before, he says, he says, he says have, a, have a camera ready in the back for me. He says, because, you know, it, this, he says, this is going to get crazy. It's going to be awesome. And he says, and I got some things I need to, to get off my chest. And, and he, he didn't need any, he didn't need any script. He didn't need any, you know, any, anybody to bounce ideas off of. He's a professional. Right. Hmm. But then again, yeah, okay, I, yeah. I want to go right back, Chris. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Chris, but no, go right ahead, I want to get this in here one more time. We're talking when a situation occurs that, for lack of a better term, goes viral. Go back to Austin 316. Was that planned? No. No. Was Mr. Sacco planned? No. It was supposed to be a one-time thing. Was Becky getting her face busted open and starting to call herself the man a planned thing? No, that wasn't planned. She just called herself that in a promo. And then you talk about uh, Hulk Hogan and some of the things that, that that occurred that went viral that made people talk about that character or that particular storyline that's maybe what is missing a little bit, and that's why the fiend was so fresh when it first. You're talking about the fiend, and he he came out so good. It was Firefly Funhouse. Everybody enjoyed it. Everybody cheers when they start hearing that music, and you want to watch and see what Bray Wyatt is doing, and he's like the second coming of the Undertaker, and I like Bray Wyatt's. Uh, character i think it's good um sometimes it gets kind of stupid they, they make him to be this undestructible person but uh i mean i like the fiend don't get me wrong becky becky is the man she's she's everywhere now she's the most popular female wrestler of all time but uh my my thing is when did we get away from cheering the good guys like Back in the day, it was go Ricky go go Ricky go, and now it's they're they're chanting the the promotion WWE or AEW. Back in that, they they cheered the wrestlers. They didn't cheer the promotion. They were doing that with ECW too. They were cheering ECW. They didn't cheer cheer for Tommy or 
or Taz. They were cheering the promotions. The problem I'm having is we need somebody that is the face of this company that knows what he's doing and is not a golden boy. And I think it's Bray Wyatt, but they've just ruined it for right now. But I, I think that his match coming up with Daniel Bryan will bring out an eviler side to uh, the Fiend. Yeah. I really do. Hmm. I yeah, just we're all we're all thinking. We're all, our minds are wondering. Okay, I'm going to go back to one wrestler who right now is a face, probably the stupidest storyline out there, but people are cheering his name. It's Rusev. People oh, are Lord. they're back to the Rusev Rusev Day chants. Rusev Day, I, I, and I found my Rusev Day T-shirt. I haven't been able to find it for months. I found it uh, the other night, so I'm wearing it tomorrow to work. So, but that's the kind of thing that we don't get a lot. Just cheering the wrestler, right? Well, you know, Dave, um, I was I was listening to another podcast about, and they were talking about that. It's been a. I think I texted you. Oh, I know, a few weeks ago, and I said the Bobby Lashley. Lana storyline is so stupid. Oh, it is. You know, and they were talking about, you know, I wish I could remember where I listened to it at, and they said, you know, Rusev was so over with the fans. He was, he was, like, they could have put the belt around him at that Rusev Day time mm-hmm. and just pushed that. I mean, they, the Rusev Day t-shirts sold out in one day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, I mean, they didn't have enough stock. They weren't prepared for that. And, and, you know, here Rusev is with this massive pop and this massive, massive following. And then all of a sudden, it disappears. It goes away. I don't get it. I mean, yeah. they, they keep the New Day around for seven years now. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have Rusev Day for longer than three months? I mean, I'm so sick of the New Day, I could puke. I don't want no daggone hmm. pancakes. Don't, don't serve me no pancakes. I want some bacon. Well, let me ask you guys this. If, let's say that, uh, let us, let's say they put the belt on Rusev. How long do you give him to hold it? How long do you give him? They're they're not going to put it on him now. I mean, he's got this. But if they did. If they if did they back did. then, they should have kept it on him for a year. From a WrestleMania okay. to WrestleMania, but no, they had to bring in uh, Mr. Boring in the bank. And uh, you know how I feel about the Brock Lesnar storyline. I just didn't like it. And it's nothing against him. I think, once again, if you're just listening to us the first time, the Brock Lesnar storyline, I think they put Brock into a bad corner, said, do these three moves, and that's all you have to do, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Paul Heyman get out there and act like an idiot. But he does cut great promos. But mm-hmm. if you'd have given Rusev even the Intercontinental title and let him have that for a year or more from maybe a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam to SummerSlam, you could have had so much fun with that. You could have had so many different promotions with he and Lana and then you know push Lana a little bit with Lana Day and maybe give her the belt for a short time too. But they just kind of let it go and then it just kind of whimpered out with Aiden English singing Rusev Day you know when he did uh, Christmas time two years ago oh Rusev Day oh Rusev Day it was great stuff you know but they just kind of let it go I don't think they have a real plan over there I really don't they don't have a plan whatsoever for nobody 
you remember, Dave, I don't know if you remember this or not. I should find the quote, and I'll put it on the Facebook page. But Billy Corgan said something. On that. Remember that intro, that introduction to power that you, you told me to watch on YouTube, and it was like, I don't know, it was like five or six minutes long, and it just showed him setting up the studio, and Billy Corgan was talking to the talent, and he was, he was being filmed in the car driving to the studio, and and he had something to say. He said something about the talent and how how they didn't. He's like, this is why we have talent because they're so good, and they when and basically saying that he can trust them or something. And I don't remember the exact quote, but I'll find it for you. Right. Well, you know, and I don't think there is that uh, that trust on the on the WWE's part to allow talent to have more of a say in their own character. Um, Chris, what do you think? Well, WWE doesn't have – they don't let the, the wrestlers have a say in their talent. I mean, that's been proven time and time again with this uh, this guy that had a, a problem with uh, a T-shirt oh, that I'm getting really, really sick of. Yeah. Um, but beside that, I mean, back in the day, I think the wrestlers had more of a say than they do now uh, with, with uh, Seth Rollins. He – He's getting to the point to where he's just trying to find a way to get himself fired from this company. Mm. Um, guys, you tell me this if I'm right or wrong. Do you believe that the WWF is losing control of every wrestler that they have? Are they losing control? Zane? Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you that what they're doing is they're pissing a lot of people off. <laughs> you know, we just talked about the Rusev, Lana, and Bobby Lashley angle. I mean... You know, I know that you can't give the fans everything they want, but, you know, what a missed opportunity with Rusev Day. Yes. You know, why do we get why do we get the New Day for seven years and we get Rusev Day for three months? I mean, well, if, if, the w, if the WWE is talking about days, I'd rather have Rusev Day than New Day. Oh, and that's not a racist. That's, that has nothing to do with racism or anything like that. So if anybody has a problem with that, they can shut up. It just has the point to do – with talent, talent, and it's not working for me, and I'm tired of it. I'm yeah. over it. It's old. I'm over the new day. It's old. I agree. I, I, I'll agree with you on that, uh, Zane, but the thing of it is everything now is so politically correct, it's hard to step on toes because people get butthurt so quickly. I mean, look at when Kofi Kingston won the world title, and, and then people were happy that he won it, and then when he lost it in 10 seconds – there was an uproar. Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. Yeah, it's somewhat, it's not racially. To us, it wasn't. To me, oh, Uncle David, to you, it's not racial. It was but stupid, to, but it wasn't it was racial. Stupid. I hated but, it. But to, yes, I hated it too. But to other people, and I'm not trying to be a racist here, but to other folks of the, uh, the African-American uh, society, they call that racist. I wouldn't even say it was just African Americans. I, I, you know, I you would say so? no. I think it was more people that uh, are looking looking for something to be upset about because there were a well, lot of day, yeah. yeah and 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 not, and I don't want to pigeonhole just to being African Americans because I, I saw mm -hmm. plenty of uh, people that were upset that uh, probably were more liberal than you, you know you and I. Uh, mm -hmm. I just thought it was a, a stupid decision uh, to do what they did. I mean. Uh, did I think Kofi deserved better? Yes, I think Kofi deserved better. I just think they were—they're just so 
over the top trying to do something to put uh, Mr. Boring in the Bank over the top uh, for this brand new SmackDown program. They thought they would make him into this undes- uh, undestructible beast, and and you know, and it was it was just it was a misstep. The WWE did a huge misstep, and there was nothing racial about that. It was just a huge misstep. A misstep, a misstep in multiple directions with right things that have happened with the Miz. I mean, you know, the Miz is turning into they're they're doing what they're doing to to him what they've done to the big show what made the big show so unlikable was it seemed like every three months he was a heel or a face and um, the Miz as as a heel is so much better yeah. it fits his persona the arrogant cocky sucker it fits him so much better than even if he's got the Miz TV coming out and even you know it, it, or Mar- whatever his Marine, show is. And Marine number 94, you know, that, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, crap, The Miz has something coming out. we got to make him into a good guy. And, he, it, you know, and The Miz is slowly, slowly sinking back into the background again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's two terrible. years ago, Dave, we couldn't, we couldn't, we didn't have enough good to say about The Miz and how awesome Miz TV was and when that, that promo against yeah. Daniel Bryan. And, oh. and I, I mean, you know. And where where is he? What's he doing now? Doing Miz TV. That's it. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Well, you know they they've done that to everybody. They do it to everyone. They they have a golden child. This this is the goose that's going to lay the golden egg, and then they pull it away from him. Uh, one thing is Roman Reigns. They keep pushing him to be this ultimate champion that he can't be. He has to have a piece of gold around his waist, but then. People keep booing. That was the biggest thing in the WWE. The ones that they pushed down the throats of the fans that they want to be the golden child. Yes, and it hurts them the most. Yeah. like, And that's what I think they're doing with Seth Rollins right now. Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins wasn't – let's be honest. The the person that carried the shield was Dean Ambrose because of his, his ability to pr- cut promos. It wasn't – it, it wasn't the the fact that Dean, even though the promos were scripted, you know, he talks about that in in his podcast with Chris Jericho that the promos were scripted, but his delivery sold them so well, and that was what made you love the Shield was Dean Ambrose because he was arrogant, he was ignorant, he mm-hmm. he, he was I just you know, and you knew cannon. that he was a he, yeah loose cannon. He was you know unpredictable and. And and Seth and and Roman were just kind of following the coattails. I mean, and that's my opinion. Whatever yeah. you know, opinions are. What is yeah. it you always say, Dave? The following opinion is not that of an intelligent human being. <laughs> and when you proved well, it just yeah. right there. Uh, <laughs> but there's something to be said about what you were talking about. When you watch somebody and you see somebody, e- either in a movie, a TV screen, or uh, in a wrestling match. You see something in them that just you go, wow. And I'm going to take you back years and years and years ago to a man named Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He mm-hmm. was asked to be in the – remember that movie? Oh. The second oh. one? The CGI in that was pathetic. But when they did <laughs> – but when they did their first dailies after they, you know, the, with The Rock doing his part in that first daily, the director of that film looked at that screen and saw 
that Dwayne The Rock Johnson had a presence. He ate up that that screen, just ate it up. And that's when they came out with the Scorpion King movie. They said, we've got to develop something because that screen, that TV screen, that movie screen loves his look and he's just got something about him. And that was Dean Ambrose doing a promo for The Shield. It ate him Mm -hmm. up because he was so good at that. And frankly, when they did, uh, what was it, the nine rounds with Dean Ambrose? Remember that one? That was a good movie. That was good. It was a good movie. It was a fun watch. He had all of, what, three words of dialogue in the whole scene, too? That was about (laughs) it. But it was a fun movie because his character ate that screen up. And that's, 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 that's a persona that a lot of people don't have. And that's what we're lacking right now because it's so sterile sterile right now. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just a sterile product in the WWE. And and to a certain yeah. point in AEW. Well yeah. Yeah. AE, AEW is starting to get boring to me. I mean, it is. It's getting look look at what happened when when uh Cody jumped into the ring to grab Chris Jericho and then they went to go do that uh, Jericho bounced off the ropes and Cody was fixing to power slam it and they messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. A bad, they met, they but, messed you know, up. And I'm all credit I will credit uh Dave LaGreca and and Bully Ray for for this one. They said and I agree with them hundred percent on this one. And Dave's talked about this a thousand times of how important your announce team is. Right. Because right then and there, good old JR said, Oh my gosh, Cody you know, look at him. He slipped. It's because his equilibrium is off because of that shot that he took. You know, can I, can, can I intervene real quick? Yeah. May yeah. I intervene real quick? That's another thing I wanted to jump on real quick about Jim Ross. He's being criticized for his announcing now on AEW by the fans. Yeah, he is. He's getting he's getting criticized for his uh, announcing on AEW. But guys. On your Mount Rushmore of commentary, he is right there. He's like the number three guy. He's he's right there. I I put Ross, him right, right right up there. So yeah, I mean I put him like number two, number three. But this guy, he's an older generation, and he even said it. He said it on a podcast. There's too many flips and flops in AEW. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. So. My question is, when is the AEW going to realize that, okay, we can't be doing all this Circus Olay crap. We need to really dig deep down, and this is a war going on between two companies. When are they going to get through their head that when you have a botch like that, what announcer is going to say what he said? Only Jim Ross is going to say that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Jim is the only one that could probably catch on to it. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what will happen with AEW, and which well, and which we hope happens is that that they're brand new. Yeah, they're brand spanking new. I mean, what eight have they weeks. been on TV now, Dave? Eight I think weeks. Eight, eight weeks. Yes. Come on, you know. I mean, it, it happens, dude. People botch in the ring all the time. It, yeah. you know, when Psycho Sid Vicious jumped off the. That second rope and busted his, you know, that boot break. That was, um, yeah. ah, that was, that was one of the most disgusting things yeah. I've ever seen. 
and it, it just all just happened, dude. Yeah. That's part of the game, and you know maybe I mean look at what happened to D'Lo Brown with Darren Drozdov, you know. That, well, that, yeah, but in that that you know paralyzed Darren Drozdov, and mm-hmm. and it's sad. It sucks, and you're right, Chris. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yes, that, no, that no. somebody can get hurt. And somebody yeah. can, and it makes it a big black mark against the company. But we also got to take a step back and go, okay, they're still new, you know. Yeah, they're they're very new. But you know what's really hurting professional wrestling right now is these outlaw mud show, AAA events where they 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 fight with light bulbs, they dive through ropes and with with, with big light bulbs in their hands, and, and these fans are eating it alive. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're eating it alive. You, you got certain certain people that will always gravitate to that type of violence. We've got fans right here, three fans right now that don't particularly like that. You know, we've talked about well, that was, kind of stuff. There, there was one where this really heavy set man was on top of a ladder. He had to weigh three to four hundred pounds, and they threw him. They they pushed the ladder off, and his head hit the concrete you know good and well that that man is severely hurt and this is an outlaw show and he's not getting paid enough to do this but they've got these psycho fans that say this is what we want to see and then they go to the wwe and they don't see that they go to AEW, yeah you see a couple of blood but you don't see stuff like that well you don't see it and I don't want to see it. And th- th- I think oh, that's I the either. point with I think that's the point with the more mainstream wrestling that they don't care to have that fan. That fan's no. going to find it. But the the WWE really doesn't want that fan. I don't think AEW wants that fan. I don't think NWA wants that fan at their shows viewing their product. They want no. the more mainstream fan because the more mainstream they are. We go right back. They get more advertising. They make more money. Yes, they do make more and, money. And one one little botch like that isn't going to slow AEW down. You know, they're all professionals in the ring, and and they look how fast they recovered from it. Right. Look mm-hmm. how you know well the announcers did, you know, helping them recover from it. It mm-hmm. it'll be fine. They'll be just fine. And they have a, a rock solid fan base. Yes, they do. Of people who are looking for an alternative, uh, and and I, I and this is, I hope I'm right, Dave and Chris, that I hope, honestly, within the next two years, the NWA power is is uh, right up there and has completely taken the spot of, you know. TNA, ROH, and some of those other ones, because I have a feeling, I have a feeling that the NWA is is they're they're the they're like Randy Orton, man. They're like they're like the Viper. They're sitting in the corner and they're watching these big companies and they're waiting. And bam, right when you least expect it, RKO out of nowhere, and NWA is going to be right back on top. And okay, th- this brings up a good uh, good time to do this because I think we're all NWA power fans. What a great yes. job Jim Cornette is doing. James E. Cornette as commentary. Mm-hmm. Not only is he informative, but the man is hilariously funny. From the last mm-hmm. episode of Power, I took some of his best lines 
and I'm going to play them right here for us all to hear. Here's James E. Cornette from the NWA Power, and then we'll come back and we'll talk more about power because I have something to say about that. Let's go to James E. Cornette. Boy, I tell you, these Dawsons, they weighed in at 580. That's because they had light lunches. About the only weakness these guys have in their game, they're not that bright. As a matter of fact, in high school, they won football letters. They had to have somebody read them to them. Boy, I tell you what, that Thunder Rosa, Joe, she is, she's scary. They, they put her picture in prison to cure the sex. You've never seen the Eiffel Tower, but I know it's there. Friends, friends of mine in the Los Angeles area tell me that Aaron Stevens is a rotten actor that he couldn't play dead if you shot him. Boy, the storm first, he swept his legs and Cabana went testicular, testicular first on top of that turnbuckle. Well, that'll dim your running lights. Matchup. Now the legal man going to work on it. This is turnbuckletrash.net. Okay. He's so funny, isn't he? He is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and his and his podcast, I think we talked about last time, is so filthy. I mean, there's so many f bombs in there. You'd think he wrote the entire cuss word alphabet, but it's oh, hilariously yeah. funny. And I don't get tired of the way he uses those words. But what I wanted to say here, guys, did you watch the last episode of Power and see Billy Corrigan come on and make that announcement, saying they yeah. have some exciting things outside of NWA power coming soon. Mm-hmm. Are they going to get a TV deal because they've been so successful on YouTube? I mean, that is a great oh, yeah. wrestling program. I love NWA power. It's the number to me. It is the number one show that I don't want to miss on professional wrestling right now. Then number two is NXT. I love NXT too. And then we go down the list. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Zane. You take this one. I, I, I just, I, I, I think that the NWA is my favorite right now, mm-hmm. and um, and I always love. I always, I don't know why I like championship wrestling from Hollywood so much, but it's I, fun. I think those are my two favorites mm-hmm. right now. I, I love championship wrestling from Hollywood and I love NWA and I know that they share a lot of talent which I think is awesome too and I would like to see that happen a lot more too you know as NWA starts growing and you know and we've already crossed paths with Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis Mm -hmm. which was awesome and I don't want to see NWA become a part of AEW but if they do a crossover or you know, if they have some share some talent and stuff, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Now that brings up a point. Uh, I think I I uh, texted you. I don't know if I did it to Chris or not, but last weekend on the El Ray Network, they showed uh, the AAA promotion that took place in September uh, at Madison Square Garden with a cross promotion with Impact Wrestling, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Stryker was there with a a Spanish announcer that I wasn't really familiar with, but they did a great job selling the show. Uh, the talent was good. The show was fun. And uh, they did a cross promotion between AAA and Impact. I would like to see more of that kind of thing too. 
kind of out mm-hmm. of I'm, I'm i've like i've 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 expelled all my energy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm so tired what about survivor series coming up are you excited about survivor series because that you know that's the biggest that's like their second or third biggest show of the year survivor series hmm. i'm excited for anything dude i love anything that has to do with you know pro wrestling yeah, well, absolutely. Pro, pro wrestling has now come back into the mainstream media, and everybody is so excited because you've got this so much variety. But uh, to be honest with you, I, I see one company probably getting sold out to AEW, and Jim Cornette brought this up. I see Ring of Honor get sold out to AEW. Could happen. I would agree with that. Could I would. I would. I would see something that. Or, or like you said, doing some kind of a partnership or something like that. I because yeah, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is just Ring of Honor right now is just garbage. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's not that good. It, I mean, they're about to lose the villain, uh, the villain's contract. Mm-hmm. All their contracts come up to due at the end of the year, which is really bad business as far as I'm concerned. You should have your top wrestlers going going back and forth as far as your talent when you sign them. But uh, it looks like uh, the villain might be signing with AEW. Their TV pro- uh, product is not near as good as it was even uh, five months ago. It, they're, they're, it's just, it's really slipping. They've got some eternal issues going on. It, that gum, I thought I was watching TNA as bad as it was, you know? No, don't get me started with TNA. <laughs> yeah, so it's now, we're not talking that. Impact, we're talking TNA back in the day. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, let me ask you guys something before we jump off from here. I mean, we had a, a belt change on uh, SmackDown. It went from red to blue. Don't care. The, uni- the Universal Championship, so. Don't care. I mean, I know, I know, I didn't need, that's what I put on one of the, uh, the Facebook pages. Uh, I see, he goes, what do you think of the new championship? It was blue. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. it's, it's blue. blue and gold. That's all I care. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they, they tricked me. I really thought that they were going to change the look of the belt yeah. with that one tweet from Bray Wyatt, but I saw that, and I just was like, come on, really? Right. Come on. Now, he, what, what should have happened when he did that Hocus Pocus stuff, the world title should have should have popped through. Yeah. And the Universal mm-hmm. Championship went bye-bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just my saying. Yeah. I, I just Chris I was going. Hey, the man. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else, guys? But I think that's great. You know, I think you guys are always great to talk to. And Chris, even though you know you think you're funny sometimes, or yeah, you think yeah, you're funny yeah, all the time. Yeah. I always love talking to Chris. Chris is a very smart guy on professional wrestling, and Dave is like I said, Dave is like our our Buddha of professional wrestling. He's like the man at the top of the mountain. <laughs> well, I finally got uh, Tombstone Jesus on my Facebook page now. I've sent him a request. He sent it back. And what I talked to him for, I mean, that man right there, he needs to be, he needs to be with NXT as well. That man is just a, he, he's full. He's good. He, he's, he's a lot he's, of fun. He, he is good. Yeah. And the kids love him. I mean, he's a big, scary-looking dude, but the kids just love that dude. That's someone that has that presence we were talking about. Tombstone, yeah. I'll see you on December the 7th. I'm going down to Devotion on December the 7th. So Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Well, guys, I think it's been a great time, yep. and 
I think that uh, the Mac Daddy of professional wrestling is going to call this one and sign off. Okay. Well, before you before you do, Mac Daddy, the question mark is anybody know who the question mark is in the NWA? Who's under the mask? I don't know. It's a question. I know exactly who it is. It's Josephus. That it's Josephus. That's it's a ver- Josephus. That's a that could be that could be works for me. I don't care. It works for me too. <laughs> don't <So>. care. <laughs> Thanks, it was a great guys. show, guys. Great show. Mac, Mac Daddy signing off. Thanks, guys, for everything. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one now. This is TurnbuckleTrash.net. Those guys look big and mean. I think they want to hurt us. What do you call that? A flying springboard knee to the face? Oh, that works. I like to hurt people. Pretending to wrestle is the most fun in the whole world. The thoughts and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of an intelligent human being. If you don't agree with them, get your own dang pod. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening. And in the immortal words of Ric Flair, Woo! Uh, uh, Dave, Dave where'd you come up with this? Where'd you come up with this fella? No, sir. I was born in, in the hills of Tennessee, you know, in the bathtub, and that's all there is to it. I was the biggest Chicago Bulls fan when George was playing. Wow. Oh, well, that just goes to show you that nobody's perfect. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Uh, how many times did you talk to the Chicago Bulls before oh, the NBA Finals? How many times did... How, how many times did... Uh, did Michael Jordan push off Brian Russell? Huh? I was uh, about to say the same thing. Zero. Oh, zero. <laughs> zero. You're going to put some hair on your face. I know that. It gets into your bones. But I'm starting to think just like all of these inbred, white trash, redneck kicks. You're stealing my mojo. Can't stand them old Germans on there. I wish Jared Lawler would just poke their eyes out. You're setting all the fanboys out there, Chris. Stop it. Okay. This is an example of a of, of three people who love the business so much that they can read each other. Right. What do you think of the new championship? It is blue. What's the difference? I'm going to be completely politically incorrect. I'm an equal opportunity offender here, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm so sick of the new day, I could puke.